Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Do you have a spiritual gift? If so, is your spiritual gift better than the others? Some people say, I speak in tongue and they don't speak in tongue, so I'm better than the other person. Some people say, I, I don't speak in tongue. That means I don't have a Holy Spirit inside of me. That means I'm not even saved. Is that really right? Is there any inf- superior or inferior spiritual gift? If you have an inferior spiritual gift, that means you're not a good Christian. Oh, Paul addresses this very issue. He, he is, as we go through this 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is really addressing very authentic issues and problems that existed 2,000 years ago in the church of Corinth, and that still exists in our churches, so we have to deal with this issue. Now, Paul is not talking about which one is better or inferior, but he is really addressing the most important issue. Rather than talking about the spiritual gifts and which is better or worse, we are. he is talking about the oneness, one body. Now, Christ Jesus is the head of the church, and we are body of Christ, and there is no better or worse, there is no superior or inferior, we are one body. That is the, really the main message that he is addressing in today's passage in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. And then the question is, why is it so important for us to be one body? Regardless of all the different spiritual gifts, one body is so significant. Why is that? And the second one is, what does it really mean to be one body of Christ Jesus? What does it really look like. So let's look at this passage, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. Let's find the answer together. For just as the body is one, and yet has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether uh, Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one Spirit. Amen. Now, why is one body so important? Why is it so significant? Because it is God's design. And you can see the triune God, the God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all involved in this one body project. So let's go back to today's passage. As we can see here, for just as the body is one, it has many parts. Of course, the body has the head and arms, arms and feet, and have many different parts. And all parts of the body, though there are many, are one body. So also is Christ. Also is Christ. Christ is one body, but many members. That's what it says. But if you go a little further, in verse 18, we can see that God the Father is the designer of the one body. He put, he arranged all things together, all parts to be one body together. So we can see that he is the designer. And the second, Jesus Christ embodied that body physically because the church is the body of Christ that still exists as a hands and feet of Christ Jesus. So there is a 
it's talking about the big C, the capital C, the church, the body of Christ. There are so many different parts and so many different styles and different um, different places, different people groups, but they are all becoming a one body of Christ Jesus with many parts. So it's a physical representation of one body, the church. But also, we can see the Holy Spirit is involved in this um, the uh, one body project. Let's continue in the verse 12. It says, For by one, one spirit were all baptized into one body. So it shows that how we became one body. It is by the Holy Spirit. It, it uses the word baptized. So spiritually, we're baptized into one body by whom? By the Holy Spirit. And also, whether Jews or Greeks or whether slaves or free and were all made it to drink of one spirit. So it is by one spirit we become one body and we drink the one spirit. So it is the one body is applied, is possible by the Holy Spirit. So we can see God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, Triune God, is involved in the one body project. The God the Father designed, the God the Son embodies the uh, the one body through the church, in and through the church, and the Holy Spirit made the one body possible. So without the Holy Spirit, there's no one body. It is almost like the salvation project, that God planned salvation, and Jesus Christ, God the Son, accomplished the salvation through His death and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit applies the salvation for each of those who believe in Christ Jesus. So the triune God perfectly worked together for salvation, but that not just not just that, God, the Triune God, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit work perfectly together to make us one body in Him, in Christ Jesus. Some people think that you know when you accept Jesus and you become child of God, that's good that you are saved and that that's it. But you don't really have to bother yourself to be involved involved in the church because you can be a Christian without being involved in the church. That is a lie. The Satan you, a twist the truth, then uh, it may sound so good to people, especially as we went through um, the uh, pandemic. A lot of people left the church and they feel so comfortable not going to the physical church because they think that they can worship God uh, watching YouTube and that is proud pretty much it. That is not true because not only salvation, the one body is essential work of the triune God. That God designed it and that Jesus Christ embodies it and the Holy Spirit Applies make it pos make it possible for us to be one body of Christ Jesus. So why is one body important? Because God designed it. That is God's will. God formed the one body so that we must be joined together as a body of Christ, the church so that we can truly obey and to, to live as the one body of Christ Jesus. The question is, what does it really mean to be one body? What does it look like to be one body of Christ Jesus? So Paul addresses and shows a lots of examples in this chapter, chapter 12. What does it really look like? But if I summarize all of them, it will be like three, three main things. Because of one body, we are 
all different, but we form we form a one body of Christ Jesus. Just like the body have many parts. Already Paul mentioned about it. That we have head, we have arms, we have the feet, and we have all kinds of you know different tissues and cells in our body. So uh, we are all different. Imagine that everyone is arm, everyone is feet, everyone is nose. That will be a monster. And that does not look good. And uh, it's just like that in the church. Everyone has a different unique talent and different spiritual gift. So going back to the first question that I uh, asked you earlier, as to which spiritual gift is better than the others? Of course, in the next chapter, chapter 13, Paul addresses the best gift. But that is, um, that is really the single most important gift for all Christians should have. But when it comes to the different functions and different roles in our church, there is no superior, there is no inferior. Everyone is equally good, but it's it's okay to be different. Actually, God designed us to be different from one another. And that is the beauty of the body of Christ Jesus. Just like arms are different from feet, and our uh, upper part is different from the bottom part. Everyone must be different. So the spiritual gift, there is no superior, there is no inferior. They are all the same, but they are equally important, but they are all different. Some people think that the pastors or leaders and teachers, that they have a more spiritual, uh, better spiritual gift than the people who are working in the kitchen or uh, people who are greeters in the, in the door. That is not true. Everyone has a different spiritual gift, and there is no better or worse. It is all equally created, designed by God, and God makes no mistake. So we have to cherish the diversity in the spiritual gifts. We are all different. That is what it really looks like to be one body. Even though we are all different, yet we are, we formed a one body of Christ Jesus. So the second, second, uh, the application of what it means to, and what does it look like to be one body is this, that we need each other. Yes, we're all different. Doesn't mean that we don't, we can live, uh, separately forever. No, we have to live together because we need one another. Eyes need feet, and feet needs arms, and arms need, um, the shoulder. Just like that, we need. And there's no break. For example, if arm says, I need a break. No, we need you, arm. We need each one of us together. And that is the really beauty of the one body, the body of Christ Jesus. So uh, just because you feel like you're, you're not speaking in front of people, you're not teaching anybody in the church, doesn't mean that you are not needed. As much as pastor is needed in the church, the uh, people, uh, kitchen crews or the uh, uh, janitors in the church, they are needed as well. We need one another. You cannot say uh, to the other person that you are not needed. You are not necessary. So you can take a break for three weeks or four weeks. You don't even have to come to our church. You don't have to bother yourself to come to church because you are not necessary enough. That is not true. Everyone in the church, if you are truly follower of Christ Jesus, if you are truly born again Christian, you are needed. It's very, very important so that we must cherish one another. We must respect one another. 
So just be, just um, just because you you think that you have a better gift than the other people, you cannot despise or you cannot、uh, discourage others to use from using their spiritual gifts. We need to use spiritual gifts, not to boast about ourselves or not to despise others, but to encourage one another, to edify one another, to respect and to build the kingdom of God together. Very important truth that we all need to cherish and remember. Lastly, we、uh, how does it look like to be one body? Is this that we share everything together? We live life together. We do everything together. Uh, Paul、uh, goes on to say, when the when the parts or members of a body、uh, feel suffering, then everyone feels suffering, and when the member of body is honored, everyone is honored. So that we do everything together. That's what the body feels. When the my finger hurts, it's not just a finger being feeling hurt. My whole body will feel hurt. Just like that, we as one body of Christ Jesus, we are one body of Christ Jesus, feeling everything together, doing everything together. Now, some people might think, "Oh, yeah, my church member, you know, he is going through a lot of trouble right now." But that's not my business. You know, I have my own trouble, so I will just focus on my myself. You know, that is not one body. In the business world, there is a one team mentality that we need to achieve the goal together, being one team. But after you get off your work, you are free from that, and you have your own life. Church is not the business organization. Church is the body of Christ Jesus. There's so much different. A lot of people think the church as a kind of like the business world, and even worse than the business business team, because at least in the business you spend at least the forty hours a week. But for church, you spend only a one one hour on Sunday. So you don't really have the feeling or connection with other people. That is not church. That is not even one body. You are just going there as a kind of like a country club. That is not what it means to be one body. And then it's actually a disobedience to God.、Um, that's why we have to be very careful and examine ourselves. What is our church life look like? Do we feel like I'm just myself, and they are they are、um, they are just they have their own life, so that we're not really connected to each other? That means you have a faith problem. Because again, if you're a true Christian, that you must be following God's design for the one to be a one body. Being in the church, being one body of Christ Jesus, means that when somebody in your church feels suffering, suffers, then you must suffer together with that person. And when someone is honored, instead of being jealous or being critical or judgmental, you feel honored too. You feel joy. You feel you rejoice with that person together. That is what true church looks like. That is what it really means to be one body of Christ Jesus. You think about Jesus. Jesus spent three three years with his disciples. It was a life on life. It was not more than it was more than a classroom experience in the classroom, elementary, eight to five, and that's it. But this is like a whole life. Now, as body of Christ Jesus, we are called together to be one body of Christ Jesus. That means that we need to live life together. Of course, we cannot be with the church members physically twenty. For seven, we have our own business, work, and all that. However, we are all connected, so we must be ready to suffer, ready to rejoice, all together, twenty-four-seven, whether、uh, wherever you are. 
So this is a very fundamental teaching that Paul is addressing to the people. As you are talking about which one is better, which gift is better, which leader is better, and which church is better, those are unnecessary arguments. That is a worldly, secular-minded argument who don't really have any idea of what the one body truly means. It's not just about the one local church, but the big C church. If a one church suffers, the other church must feel the suffer as well so that we must carry the burden together, share the burden together for the kingdom of God as body of Christ Jesus, so that we are all family, we're all in this together, because Christ Jesus embodied it. He is the head and we are His body. And the Holy Spirit made it possible for us to be one spirit, one body. So, let's flip it. If you do not live this church life, if you are not part of this one body, but you feel you you know that you read the Bible every day and you pray every day and you do you try to do things to please God. Well, that is better than nothing. However, if you do not have this one body, if you are not part of this one body, you have a huge missing problem, and that is a disobedience again. Because God, the Triune God, made it and designed it and ap- apply uh, that into our lives so that we must be obedient to the God's design of forming and applying and making this possible, making the one body possible. So if you are not part of the one body, I want to encourage you even now that be a part of one body of Christ Jesus. Join a local church and love on people. You know, there's no perfect church, of course. And the Paul was addressing this church of Corinth, and they were having some division issue. There were some superiority or inferiority. There was a comparison inside of the church. And then probably there was some competition in the church. Well, competition has no place in the church, but, com- but compassion is. We need, to be com- we need to have this compassion for one another because we're not competitors. We are not adversaries, adversaries to each other. We are body of Christ. We're members of Jesus' body so that we must care for one another and we must stick to each other and we must live our lives together for God's glory. That is what it means to be one body of Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this teaching in this chapter, Lord. Father, we know, we acknowledge that many times in our church we ne- we neglect this truth and that we think the church is just another social club or business that we tend to be competitive to one another and we uh, do not really encourage one another, but we feel like we're, uh, we become better or become uh, inferior to the other person. Father, please forgive us, Lord, and help us to regain the vision that you have for the church, that we are body of Christ Jesus. We are one body and we celebrate the differences and diversities instead of comparing one another. But Father, as we employ and use our spiritual gifts, we want to build up your kingdom. We want to uh, encourage one another. We want to edify one another. So Father, please help us to live as one body of Christ Jesus for your name, for your glory as you designed. We thank you, praise you in Jesus' holy name. We pray it. Amen.